We're uh That's a whole different kind of sea change. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to AE Double Back for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. We're going to start on a uh a, a callback to a thing that you will never know the original derivation of. So it's going to be um not interesting. Just okay. like the show. Why don't we just call back to methyl cellulose? They know what that is. Yeah, I would like to know what the fuck you're talking about for me personally in this moment. Because (laughs) uh, I thought you would finish with whatever callback it might be. Yeah, sea change. Sea change? Yeah, we're just not going to explain what uh, uh, the sea change we're referring to. Could be anything. The sea change is what I see in it. You could change the, the pitch. And uh, go from a C to a D. That's a C change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or C sharp. Okay. C sharp is a C change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, so since we're a barrel of laughs over here, um, <laughs> I'm not responsible for that. Comedy. I don't. Non-stop. I don't. I don't take responsibility for that at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Oh, You're not taking that. responsibility for the laughs, and so there are none. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've decided we're on strike from laughs and comedy. <laughs> We're on strike on, from mm-hmm. making this decent in, show at all. Solidarity. <laughs> solidarity. That's why. Not because we're just bad at this. Not just, yeah. It's not because we're bad at it. This is a choice. We're <laughs> principled. A strategic choice. <laughs> all right. Um, blood and guts, y'all. Woo! I have uh, I have high hopes that we're going to finish this show in a reasonable amount of time, uh, given the number of segments that we're talking about. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine yeah. segments, I count. So it's uh, yeah, it's not much. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we start the show. We've got the FTW belt match with Jungle Boy and Hook. But wait, Jungle Boy's music starts, but then what? it doesn't come out. There's a video. He's dragging a body. The body has Jungle Boy's old boots on, and he buries Mm -hmm. that body in the ground. He gets picked up in the limo. And then he shows up. He's got new music. What is it, Beethoven? Beethoven's fifth, yeah. He's Mm -hmm. getting huge boos. He's wearing Mm -hmm. all leather with no shirt. He's got sunglasses. His hair's in a bun. No, no, no. Classic. He, he's wearing yeah. evil sunglasses. Those aren't just mm-hmm. sunglasses. Uh, you can tell by the way he takes them off that they're they're evil. They're like '80s bad guy. It is so vintage '80s, um, and they embrace it in a way that because yeah, it can be hack. It is hack. He's not doing anything new, no. but they they sort it's of acknowledge that. Yeah, like look, this is. This is as, as broad as we could possibly get, you know, like the bad guys doing bad things. And he's, you know, it's, it's so broad. They chose music that has no copyright. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's actually I was like, I wonder why they chose this. Do they just don't have music for him yet? And this one they don't have to pay for. I mean, I, I wonder if it's sort of like uh, supposed to be like old man music. You know, like the kids today would never listen to this. I would guess no. I mean, uh, Brian Danielson's music is like, it's start, you know, it's kind of Flight of the Valkyrie. 
Well, yeah, yeah but then it's got a beat behind it, and right, you know, but you know, techno immediately. I don't know. All I know is I love it. Um, it's it's real simple, real basic, but yeah. um, like his work in the ring, um, you know, you can. There there are some people who just can't work uh, heel or face in the ring, you know, because they're so used to doing it the other way. But like he came across real strong yeah, as one did. of the best uh, baby faces out there in ring. He's doing a real good uh, doing real good heel work there. So I'm I'm a fan. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. Hook was getting huge cheers, of course. But yeah. Um, then Hook did this thing off the apron to Jungle Boy. They were like both on the apron, and it looked so terrible when they landed. Um, like it looked like Jungle Boy probably fucked his shoulder or his neck pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, it's something just didn't work right with that. He's probably already um, covered in bumps and bruises from that ride in the limousine in the desert. Could be. Could be. I don't think you understand how limousines are supposed to work. I, th- I think you don't understand how desert ground works. That could well be. That's, that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll trust the guy who grew up in Arizona on that one. Well, uh, Chad um, grew up in... in uh, like I a, did not. A... I did not. What you're about to say is not true. <laughs> what? I lived for a period of time in Bakersfield. I was not born there. I did not grow up there. Well, you didn't and grow I up. Was... <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Uh, I also love that uh, they're explaining the FTW belt at the beginning of this. Yeah. And rather than go to the person who created it Mm -hmm. and held it for years and he brought the gimmick into AEW, like, hey, Tony Schiavone, why don't you tell us about this FTW belt? (laughs) I know. Does he do a good job? No, of course he doesn't. Uh, It was kind of silly, but... uh... Jungle Boy did use the belt to hit mm-hmm. Hook in the head to win. Mm-hmm. And so we do have a new FTW champ. We do. Is this is the first time that it's been somebody that, like, uh, I'm sorry, Teresa. Uh, I was uh, I, I, I was suddenly struck with, with the idea that, like, like, on AEW, I don't know who held it before AEW, but on AEW, it's always been, like, somebody. It's yeah. It's always been somebody who sort of like thematically embodied the belt, like more so than somebody who just happened to win it. Um, uh, I was under the impression that Sabu held it at one point, <laughs> but they said that there were only five uh, people six. who had held it. Six. He said six. It was, but it was Ricky Starks, Brian Cage. Oh Hook, no! It was. Taz. It was Taz, Sabu, then Taz. Um, and then Cage, Starks, Hook, and now Jack Perry. Huh. Yeah, so uh, very very few people held it, and um, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great for, for Jack, and I hope he really leans into it. They started mentioning this match isn't being held under FTW rules, and we don't really know what FTW rules are, I don't think, or it's, you know, Mm-mm. they've never done it before in AEW or it's been so long world rules yes (laughs) well yeah there's one rule fuck the world fuck the world (laughs) that's right that's i don't know that anybody's ever actually done that uh there's a lot of it's hard to do 
I don't. I think it's easier than you think. You dig a hole and you, you know, you you get to work. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I think it would be fun if they brought you know like now everything has to be fought under FGW rules and whatever it is, just something super healy that uh, Jack can do. <laughs> you know, like you're not allowed to uh, uh, put me in a headlocker. You know, something like that. Like. It's it's his belt now, so he can make whatever rules he wants, and we can get real silly with it. I'm I, I look forward to how this is all going to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious what's going to happen. I mean, it just is interesting. So I give it a thumbs up. Yep. I wonder yep. what the future holds for Hook now. He's going to chase the belt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder if he's going to graduate to a different belt, like uh, pursuit. He could, but I mean, right now he doesn't say anything, so he can't exactly go after like the regular champ belt, you know, or the TNT belt. Well, it's not like the yeah. base belt. That promos. <laughs> as long think- as he continues to be a silent guy, he can't go after anything else, I don't think. He would have to have a mouthpiece, which isn't impossible. It's not impossible. Mm-hmm. I would really love, it would be nice to see Taz as a manager again but you know if we don't have jr then taz is great yeah they've got those guys that are over on a collision now to spread around as well you I got suppose. your nigel mcginnis ian riccoboni uh kevin kelly so like yeah they, they've got some some mouths they can put in there now, who's the other uh roh guy do you, do you do you remember his name chan oh there's the last yeah i forget his name i have we haven't seen him in a while so i don't know if he's even there anymore, I forget what his name is. But uh, yeah. I, I, anyway, the, the point the point being, yeah, like you probably still wouldn't do that because they're trying to keep uh, uh, brands for the shows. Uh, I mean, here's the thing: like this feud has lots of legs on it. They can keep go- doing the same thing for a long ass time, and yeah. um, be- before we even start talking about going somewhere else, so we'll see what yeah, the landscape looks like. Sure. Yeah, and I'll thumbs it up. Yeah. We've got Marquez. Oh, yes, oh my we god. Do. At, uh, he's sneaking up to a secret meeting of oh, Don boy. and Jericho. Don Callis and Jericho were at lunch. Yeah. Got away. <laughs> I would like to describe any <laughs> gathering I'm with friends at a restaurant as a secret meeting. <laughs> so, yeah, that they arrived in the same car in you know it's not even like some kind of rendezvous (laughs) like they were in the same car well yeah uh i middle this it's not like it's fine you know what i mean i'm i'm really curious as we all are what's happening with don and jericho and um so if this is how they had to do it it's fine uh i i downed it um because i you know, like on a certain level, uh, I'm just being, you know, I'm having fun at uh, Alex Marvez's, you know, expense. You know, like, oh, he's terrible and what like that. But on another level, like he's not good at selling um, some of the some of the plot points that he's being asked to do. And this it doesn't like work for me. Like, oh, I'm I'm an intrepid reporter or even like. I'm bad at being an intrepid reporter, but I'm, you know, trying to break this, uh, this story. So like it didn't work for me. And then when they come back to this later, um, 
they do a thing where like, and now we're going to continue this story, but they say it's earlier today. Cause this is supposed to be like, right now we're going to look and we're seeing this thing. And then they continue it by going backwards in time. And it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's so, Nolan-esque. You wouldn't get it. Uh, yeah, this is not Nolan-esque. <laughs> well, Except you haven't in seen... the sense that like Oppenheimer, it's a huge bomb. Whoa. <laughs> Have you seen it? Not yet. No, it, it has not been released yet. Oh, well, they've been showing Barbie, so like maybe they have early screenings of uh, Oppenheimer. Oh, there was like a premiere recently, I guess, but they walked out on it because if you're on strike, you can't go. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, I love that. That's mm-hmm. great stuff. I think it's 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 frustrating that they had to go through the motions when they're like, we're probably going to have to walk out. I'm I'm irritated that I have to go through go through this whole process of getting dressed and and uh, like checking like a, a car or or whatever and because I'm just going to have to come back out to the to the valet stand and stand around like an idiot. I mean, here's the thing: uh, if I had that opportunity and I knew probably that they were going to call the strike right in the middle of this press thing, I absolutely would get dressed up. And when I got the call that it was time to stand down, I would make the biggest goddamn deal out of it i would be such a dramatic ham (laughs) yes say hey we're striking and just shout at the press for a while because they have nothing else to do you like rip off your bow tie and like i'm out of here that's an expensive bow tie you know what they get these things for free Uh uh-huh so i'm told Well, they do get a lot of shit from well, someone. Still worked hard on it. Like, yeah, like you're gonna, you're gonna then like leave like some poor costumer to pick it up and try to piece it together. Here's the thing: uh, ain't nobody worried about the costumers for the Chicago Bulls when they pull off them pants and just fling them. But I'm sure what? that there's a a clothes flinger. What? You took a you took a jump as far as your legs could carry you. What, do you not know what breakaway pants are? Yeah, I, I know. I, I... <laughs> For basketball players, yeah. surely Killian Murphy has a breakaway bow tie that he tears off that's intended to be torn off. Breakaway and bow someone tie. Can just pick well, up. The fact that you don't even say any of these things you say, I'm sure when the Bulls take their pants off, blah, blah, you don't, blah. You, like... don't, you don't even you... watch basketball. I'm the one who watches basketball. <laughs> Whoa! I guess I have layers then, it's just, don't I? It just really like is a delicious out of my onion. Bed. And I get it because I do that all the time, and <clears throat> I don't know why I think other people are on the same train in my brain <laughs> as I am, and have the same images playing in their minds. Um, but it happens, and I say all this to say, let's get back to the fucking topic, which is okay. Marvez and Jericho. You downed it. I middled it. What about you, Calder? I middle it. Okay. All right. All right. Now we we can move on. Jesus. All right. Um, So, oh, this was just funny. I just have to mention this. So when they came back, the announce desk, you know, was saying some stuff. And (laughs) they were showing the um, little, uh, the heart um, foundation figure, Mm -hmm. action figure. And Taz was like, I don't want to be on. Oh, wait, no, no, no. This was a different time. Never mind. But Taz was like, I don't want to be on camera right now. And it was like, oh, my God, is he pretending like he was crying or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so funny. It's like, I don't want to be on camera right now. 
Yes, so Moody Taz is great. Mm. Um, okay, so this next segment is Adam Cole and MJF, and this mm. is so bizarre. I really liked it. They're at a restaurant called Kowloon, and MJF starts talks about talking about Maximaniacs. Yep. I'm so into this, I can't even sit still. Like, yeah, yep. Yep. please bring back this exact fucking weird thing from the 80s. Maximaniacs? Mm-hmm. Let's do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, I'm into mm-hmm. it. And he's talking. He's talking about like WrestleMania three. Yes. And you know, <laughs> and, he's and, like, and there was Big Bill, eight feet tall, three hundred and ninety five <laughs> pounds. It was like <laughs> so funny. Anyways, um, Adam Cole and MJF were testing like spicy food, um, and I was like, "This is really funny." They're drunk, but then when you look at they like ate some chicken and then they drank some drinks because they're like, oh, quick water, water. We're like, mm, this doesn't taste like water. And I was like, that's 100% alcohol. And I was like, you would fucking know that the second it touched your lips. Well, okay. I, I think you would know that when you saw the containers that the, the, the drinks came in because. I mean, if it's a cute little restaurant, maybe those are their cups, but um, I... <laughs> I don't know. Here's but the thing. Still. Every little piece of this was over the top cartoony. It was so, so funny. Like, and then when you looked at the table when all was said and done, the napkins were totally unused and the food was untouched. And I was like, nah, they haven't even eaten their food. And the whole thing was they were going to be eating. They didn't eat. Yes. Or even yes. pretend to eat by messing up a napkin. Or <laughs> throwing it away. I don't yeah. Know. Do anything. Like all- this this was all uh, like there was no point at which you could say, OK, well, that's sort of in the realm of believability. So everything yeah. else here is sort of like, you know, like uh, know. out of bounds. It's just all <laughs> ridiculous. It was also funny. And then they did the double clothesline in slow-mo on the server. I went back and watched that three different times because it was so funny. <laughs> I, the, like during a lot of this, I was thinking like, I don't know how i feel about this like it is over the top and like i i'm enjoying it but i i question like if because yeah if they blew the button if if the end didn't if they didn't stick the landing then i'd be like okay this is a middle at best Mm. but them doing the slow motion double clothesline to the to the to the waiter was just mm, chef's kiss perfect no notes zero yeah, no notes. Calder. Uh I, I have notes, but they're like little doodles that I did while I was distracted. Nice. I see. I see. Yeah. I have a note. C sharp. Thumbs up. That's yeah, a callback well. to a di- okay. Yeah, yeah shut up. On. We're not we're not we're not <laughs> dwelling on on this thing that you're excited about. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Marvis at the the white limo that Don Callis and Jericho yes. took to lunch and came back and he's like, hey, what's the decision? And they're like, decision? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, the decision is that you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and then Jericho's like, yeah, fat-headed idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, I can't get over like the what level insults frequently are at in the wrestling world, which is to say that like they frequently feel like they would fit right into something that Reggie Mantle would say in, in uh, an Archie comic. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
like, yeah, you really burned him. Fat headed idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I middled it again. Um, I'm still curious what's going to happen. Um, but you know, uh, it is I'm, what it is. It just it, all it is is it's reminding you that this is happening. This is yeah. like a thing. Yeah, I I middled it for that reason too because yeah, it's basically exposition. Uh, I was still irritated by the um, like the switching of the times, uh, but I already downed the first thing. So like, yeah, this is a middle. Yeah, it's a middle. Uh, we got DMD Britt Baker versus Kayla Sparks. This was so weird. Um, seeing DMD, it was like I realized we haven't seen her wrestle in a while. And no. then it was so short and anticlimactic. Um, and it was almost like, dare I say, rusty. Mm. It was just weird. It just there's something about it. I was like this. And, and like out of nowhere and fast. It was like. The fucking fastest. I don't know. I wasn't too happy about the fact that it was just like a a very quick tap out. Um, and it's the first time we've seen Brit in a while. And it's, again, it's the only women's match. Apparently, Tony pulled the other women's match because he's like, oh, everybody's hurt. And it's like, well, surely you can have a match where people don't get hurt. There's been other matches tonight where people don't get hurt. So whatever. I mm, I originally thumbed this up, but I I had a, I wrote a caveat in mm. my notes that it mm-hmm. only gets a thumb up if we have a second women's match tonight because this was super short. You know, just like it's a squash and that's fine. That's perfect for what. Uh, she needs Britt needs to be doing right now and it's in the first um i don't remember if it was in the first half hour or the second half hour it's like real close to the bottom of the hour so like oh great that's that's a good place to have a little match like this uh but if this is the only women's match i'm gonna be real pissed and i don't know thinking uh, thinking about it the fact that the full last hour was uh blood and guts and so you kind of didn't really have much room. I, ugh, I guess I was going to um, lower it, but I'm gonna leave it as an up because, yeah, this is just kind of an odd show. It's a special show, and you know, things get a little topsy turvy. So I guess this is fine. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I gave it a thumbs up because. I mean, it was fine for what it was, and I was just happy to see Brit. Yeah. But, um, I mean, ultimately, I wasn't happy with all of it. It just made me feel weird. All of it made me feel weird. I mean, you just heard me talk myself into a thumbs up, so I also feel weird about it. I I couldn't give it a thumbs up. I I have to middle it. Okay. All right. Did (laughs) you... Uh, like the match, or were you unhappy with it? Was I it wasn't was like it? I wasn't like wildly unhappy with what there with what what the quality of it was, but it was just short and and kind of unsatisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. totally. Um, <clears throat> Renee Paquette with Adam Cole and MJF. 
I lulled. Matching trunks and jackets. Oh, oh and my Adam God. Adam has a surprise for MJF that he'll find out later. Oh. And then Roderick Strong comes out with a neck brace and he's trying to go after Adam, but no luck. I, yeah, that was the only part of it that I was like, ugh. I know. Uh, like, uh, go away, Roderick. Roddy running <laughs> in. No, I don't want Roddy to go away. I want this angle to go away. Uh, I just want him to be doing some fun stuff. And, you know, like, it, we, we still don't know how this whole thing resolves. You know, like, are, are they going to turn on each other? Um, soon are they going to turn after a long time? I mean, um, look, is this is so look? I'll talk about it once the match comes up. But this is so good; it better not end for like a minute. I'm Maybe curious if they knew it would be this good. I'm sure uh, they if did. if the audience would would connect that hard uh, because it feels like it went way beyond what anybody was thinking. Because the idea of of, a, of this blind tag thing is kind of hokey. It's you I know mean, the thing is it's very expected for yeah. them to go into a feud. So mm-hmm. for them to tag and actually have a successful fun run is unexpected. So I would love it if they kept it going for a while just because it is different and it's un it's unexpected it's not something that any of us thought we would ever see so let's just take it make hay while the sun shines as they mm-hmm. say they do say that's that. fair uh, i have no problems with that yeah so this was just a short little interview with renee and they were being all cute thumbs up yes yeah well, thumbs up i guess thumbs up yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so now we can talk about it in more in depth. I don't know why I have to segment my thoughts like this, but <laughs> now we're in Daniel Garcia and Sammy. Oh my versus god, the way this started out. MJF and Adam Cole. Yeah, when Garcia Oof. walks out and he does this little dance at the top, everyone freaks the fuck out. Cheers so loud. I loved it. But then when MJF and Adam Cole come out, uh MJF, the surprise was Adam Cole made a mashup of their music. <laughs> the reaction to that mashup it was, was so, so crazy over the top. And yet also, um, yeah, as, as this version of MJF is so perfect, like that is exactly what you would expect him to do. Mm-hmm. And he just nails it. And you're like, yes, that is nothing would possibly make him happier. Honestly, um, this is the best shit ever right now. I yeah. really hope they keep it going for a while. And um, the crowd is chanting double clothesline. That is so – that's why I'm saying, like, I don't think they expected it to be that big. Exactly. Because you shouldn't have a crowd in Boston chanting double clothesline as soon as the match starts. Yeah, that's it's not insane. even start- – it hadn't even started yet because, remember, we had a dance-off. Mm-hmm. A fucking dance-off. It was Th- that so was the funny. best part of the whole segment to me. I fucking loved it so much. I was like, these two segments, them at the restaurant and this whole dancing thing, this really is now, I like it better than dinner debonair or debonair dinner or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty great because they kept like uh, uh, putting their hand on uh, on the ref's arm to stop him. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adam Cole sucked at it, so that ruined it. 
That was funny. Um, it was, it was, it's funny to me because like they, it feels like you have to arbitrarily decide that what he did isn't good, but what everyone else did is definitely good. Oh, right. No. I mean, it was just like for some reason, the way those guys were doing it was correct. And the way Adam was doing it was like some grandpa. Like yeah. he had to try and find a way to do it even worse, you know. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I think uh, MJ, I think MJF MJF like I think is is like a good dancer. Like he probably was the best out of them anyway. Uh, and like <laughs> no, what Daniel like Garcia this. does is definitely like what a, what an eight year old would do. Like, but and, when Sammy and Dar- uh, Daniel Garcia were doing their little dance together, I was like, "Was this supposed to be coordinated? Because they're doing totally different things." <laughs> yeah, no, they weren't doing it. it. No, it felt like something where, in the moment, they were they were trying to mesh together. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny, man. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was pretty. So, cool. uh, that was that was when I like said in our in our uh, group uh, uh, message chat. Like, like, oh my God, this segment that 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 was like the segment yeah. of the night to yeah. me, practically. And that's when I said, "Dinner debonair is over," or whatever the hell I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. just for me, it was the thing of MGF, get like saying, "Like, oh, you want to dance off?" Gets mm-hmm. out of the ring, goes down to a thing which is you know supposedly the soundboard, hits it, and disco music starts playing. Yeah. And just like that little bit of Lotzi that's completely unnecessary. <laughs> just rid- oh, cartoony hmm. uh, it's something that fucking sylvester the cat would do yes you know you know uh, looney tunes um i would just- li- i just like knowing that there's a disco button down there yeah. so oh, yeah. at any time someone can hit that and change the nature of the match do you guys remember have- the the old uh, demo buttons that used to be on casio keyboards oh and, yeah and stuff no like no yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Bossa Nova. I am good at keyboard. Uh, I just, I I look forward to uh, uh, some point in the future where somebody prepares to uh, uh, powerbomb someone onto a table. Uh, They go over to the side there. They land them on that little machine and then disco music starts playing. And, you know, you're expecting all this blood and guts and all of a sudden everyone's dancing. Dancing Queen comes on. Yeah. Um, so MJF and Adam Cole win, of course. So they're going to be up against FTR. Um, FTR comes out and they just look. Nothing really happens, but they just came out to be like, yeah, we're going to fight you. Now, Adam Cole had picked up Max's belt to hand it to him, and it lingered a little too long, and Max got mm-hmm. mad. And um, so this is... I mean, I really hope they don't break them up soon. You know what I mean? I hope this is just like a seed for way down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But also, why haven't they found a way to work in a nickname of Mad Max? He could be Mad, Mad Max. Max? <laughs> he could be Mad Max. Oh, Ma- oh, Max. MJF would be Mad Max. Who the fuck? Who else would be? No, No, that's why I said. I think I think like Chan Chan kind of imagined that you meant that the two of them together would be Mad Max. Yes, I'm looking for the tag team name, and I've been trying to like mash together Adam Cole and MJX Max, which is Freeman. I'm like, okay, let's take this Cole Max or Max Adam Max, and uh, nothing's (laughs) really stuck so far. Um, Of course, they are better than you, baby. I mean, (laughs) there is that. 
I guess they are. And the mm-hmm. shirt is the number one seller on. Uh, see, this feels very much like the acclaim to me. Yes, um, I agree. It's a fluke. And, and I hope it lasts forever. <laughs> yes, I think it's fantastic. I do hope it lasts. I feel like I'm about two weeks away from just being like, eh, I'm over it. And I hope that I'm we'll not. We'll see. Uh, we shall see. But they're getting over, deservedly so. Um, like, I love to see that uh, T-shirt money rolling into him. Um, Max is just, like, like he's Please, he's Mad got Max. his gift. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, he's like Chris Jericho in that way that, um, you know, he's like, I want to do a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get it over. And he just does it and it gets over. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do another thing. Perfect. And it just gets over. And it's just like just these little Every flashes time. of brilliance. And yeah, it's just crazy how good he is at this. Okay. So here's what we need we need Maximaniacs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We need Mad Max. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And we just need at least a few more months of this. <laughs> At the very least, I want to check to see if there could possibly be a Maximaniac shirt already. Oh, it's and true. What? It's true. A Maximaniac, a Maximaniac shirt. shirt. Oh here. man, I don't. I hope so. I, <laughs> I hope see... there are he- yellow headbands. Don't see it. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, we've got uh, best friends, including uh, Chris Statlander. Uh, backstage with oh, Darby we, Allen. They have a little bit of a recap of co- uh, Collision. Um, right, just right. to let us know um, who won the Owen Hart Cup tournament because um, it's not on our Wednesday nights. Yeah. Or the culmination wasn't anyway. And so I, we've got M- or, um, what am I saying? Ricky Starks won for the boys and Willow mm, Nango won for the girls. Yep. All of this is absolutely how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so then we got Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander, Trent, and Chuck. We've got Darby Allen, Nick Wayne, and Renee Paquette. They're all there for a good chit-chat. There could have been a few more people in there that we just didn't notice. It was a big crowd. It's a lot and, of folks. Uh, Darby starts talking, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Darby, mm-hmm. just stop. This is so... Terrible. What is with your bad pacing? What is with this? Ugh, I, oh, my God. So I'm memorized. sorry. I'm sorry. I have to derail for just a moment because I did go at sh- uh, to shop AEW and I poked around. There is a magic meat T-shirt. What is it? There is a magic meat T-shirt. Magic the Butcher meat. and Matt Menard <gasps> have a T-shirt. What? And it says it's it's. <laughs> Just what, what it's a uh, uh, cut a steak in uh, the styrofoam and the plastic wrap. And it's got magic meat on the label, and it is it is magical. It oh, is beautiful. It's a pretty good shirt. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh shit, that's fucking great. See, Not bad. Not bad. This is this is what we're talking about. <laughs> this is what it's all about right here, right now. Yeah. This is, this is the good want. stuff. Life doesn't get any better than this. Our wants no. in life are very simple. <laughs> no, just, just want to uh, have uh, a, a lot of uh, financial security, and also have a few shirts to look at occasionally. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um. 
All right. So as I was saying, Darby, bad. Yes. Um, at promo, promos. The poor guy is earnestly trying to get out something about how he's trying to help out someone who helped him when he was down and out. Yeah, he's asking Orange Cassidy if AR Fox can have a match for the his, you know, international belt. So next week that's what's going to happen. I yeah, this the we're in a place where Darby is good at certain kinds of promos. Uh, the exposition type promo is not one of them. Um, if they had done a pre-tape where he's back there, cause I'm like dark, uh, uh, orange. I just, you know, uh, um, I believe in paying back, you know, think people have done good things for me. Uh, AR Fox has been, you know, done me a good turn. You know, I was homeless. He helped me out. Uh, I want you to give him a match. Um, and then you cut to, you know, uh, the best friends with, Renee, who's like, hey, what do you think about that thing you just said? Yeah, okay. That would have been much better than this. Um, And I don't think it detracts in any way. Like, he's just not that good at that. Let him do the thing he's good at. Uh, This is, yeah. Um, Also, just a side note. um, the, (laughs) The Magic Meat shirt. (laughs) (laughs) You're there too now, huh? Yes. Uh, Nips Hard Meat Market. <laughs> and if you read it too quickly, it looks like Nip Shard, but it's Nips Hard. <laughs> oh my God. And Daddy Magic oh Menard. God. And then it's in translated I, Papa Magique Menard. I uh, did not even look close. Yeah. And indeed, I thought it said Nip Shard. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a town in Connecticut or wherever they live. And I did not even realize. Yeah. This is so much better. Yeah. This is. They're fucking great. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm. Yes, I'm ordering it now. That okay. Is, that is what is happening. Please continue. I middled this segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I middled it. It was really close to me tipping all the way down to a down, but I oh. it was a middle. It was a solid middle for me, I guess. Right. We've got. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, this is. Uh, Shark, there's. Chompy Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. I, I, there's. This wasn't a segment per se. So in between my notes, I just have in all caps, don't touch me, Chompy, which <laughs> arguably should be a shirt on its own. Uh, we need a picture of Surly Taz saying, don't touch me, Chompy. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> it's too bad that they only have one Chompy so that they couldn't have uh, a, a left shark throwback. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, that, that, that reference is so old. Yeah, it's that pretty That it's deep. not even fun. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I went there. Yeah, you Teresa's telling you Try you're not fun. Try breaking that out at a party, and you'll see the response is nil. If you speak <laughs> well, a left shark reference. At a party, people will be trying to have fun, not trying to squash it. I don't know, man. Sometimes. Um, I don't know what kind of parties you've been to, but I haven't been to anything other than comedian parties for 15 years now, and the only thing they do is try and squash other people's bits. Mm-hmm. 
we've got bing 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 a promo for blood and guts it's sort of a recap i don't know yeah, why we, i even mentioned we're, it we're not thumbing that are we no i, just I don't think so no mentioning it because we're just it going right into the thing itself okay yeah, blood and guts y'all Woo! blood and, blood and guts. guts um we've got it starts with <coughs> oh my god <laughs> it starts with tuberculosis yeah, I'm sick, everyone. It starts with Claudio and Kenny. Uh, the crowd was chanting something. Uh, I guess it was useless ring. And, oh, use this ring. Because oh, they're in one ring and they're ring. like, use that one. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was useless because I was like, I guess, you know, when you're only focused on one, the other one does look kind of Well, you know, the, the grass is always greener on the uh, other half of the uh, Blood and Guts double cage ring. Yes. The grass is always greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the grass is always greener where the dogs are shitting. Mm-hmm. No, that's not exactly true. I mean, it is a Soundgarden lyric, though, so. Oh, interesting. Uh, Do they talk about the white dog shit? <laughs> no, because they're not racist white dog like shit you. Anymore. Everyone picks up dog shit. <laughs> you never see white dog shit anymore. So I say that. If someone knows what that is, they're probably 35 years old or more. You know what you I mean? Ne- you never see the white dog shit anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, it's here's like the thing. just such a staple of my childhood. <laughs> you see, you're like, oh no, don't step on the white dog shit. <laughs> that just happened. Yeah. That is uh, your your brand of nostalgia is is really really interesting. <laughs> let's I don't let's know. say it's, it's like specific. kids will never know. Kids just don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to I would like to like have a like a viral video of Teresa cornering Zoom Zoomers and trying to get them to recognize white dog shit. I'm like, <laughs> tell me if you've ever. <laughs> which one of these is real? Brown. Dog shit, white <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> and if they don't say all of the above, zap them. <laughs> zap the zoomers. I, I don't. I don't understand what's happening here. I don't know. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I just want just want Teresa to be all enthusiastic, like she's on Jackass, and she's got two handfuls of dog shit. Yeah. Which one of these is real? Jokes on you, Zoomer. They're both real. <laughs> splat, splat. Now you can touch this rock hard white dog shit. <laughs> I like making color laugh. <laughs> it's a special kind of laugh. <laughs> That's quite enjoyable. <laughs> um, all right. So. The list of injuries that they were talking about at the top of this match that came from previous Blood and Guts matches, it just really begs the question, why the fuck do they do this? Why would you even do this? Several of the people they were mentioning weren't even cleared to come back yet, like uh, Santana. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The fuck? It's just not good. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm... I'm bothered by the fact that this is still a thing. Although they did use a lot of gimmicks this time and there wasn't as much blood. So I'm hopeful that that means that they're trying to figure out a way to make it a fun, weird match with all kinds of crazy shit happening without it actually 
being I mean, potentially lethal. They put broken glass into the ring like right about away. five minutes in, and it was there the whole time. Yeah, so that was disturbing. They didn't make it less uh, uh, dangerous. And and they poured what was it uh, from the from the ceiling? Tax. Tax. Yeah. yeah. I but, here's like here's the thing. Like I, I um, here's what it could have been though. It can be fake glass because no one's skin was cut. Yes, it was. <laughs> D- definitely. Are you sure? Um, well, Moxley yeah. had blood yeah. all over his back. I assumed it came from from the glass or something. But and wasn't the, he the, also on the nail bed? Uh, yes, but the uh, glass was sticking in people's skin, and if you're like using rubber glass or that sort of thing, like it it won't stay. Like it Shitty it definitely glass. was. Um, I. The, like one of the, I, I do not like deathmatch wrestling. Um, there's, there are people who enjoy it, and I understand why uh, I get it, but it doesn't work for me. Especially things like fluorescent tubes, which is real close to what this is, you know, because the whole point is like broken glass getting all in you and that sort of thing. Um, and except without the toxic fucking mercury. Yeah, I yeah. But like, or so like, I mean, I, I'm sorry, thing, I'll, I'll just come out and say it. Mercury exposure is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt very Roman. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, God damn. That's and the, the thing. Cr- this- the crowd was chanting, we want tables. And they fucking pulled one out. So then yeah. they're like, all right, we want wire. <laughs> we want wire. It's like, That's fine. part of the problem with deathmatch wrestling is that it is it does have a more visceral connection to the audience there is more give and take there than i think in traditional i don't want to air quotes traditional professional wrestling um they're not going to uh, uh have the same feedback with the audience um as a regular match and it can sort of get out of hand because yeah like these people are killing themselves for your mm-hmm. enjoyment in the ring and they're like no that's not enough we want tables on top of the tax and all of that. Yeah. And that's not oh, a gosh. great impulse to feed. No. You know? And Pac, who's all muscle, like mm-hmm. he's legit. He doesn't have bones anymore. It's just, <laughs> just muscle just has muscle overtaken the, the bone. <laughs> and um, he climbed up the fucking chain link fence, yeah. swung on the top and fucking foot stomps. Yep. Uh, Matt Jackson in the chest through a table from the top of the fucking cage. Okay, look, I'm just going to I'm going to scroll through all of the things because it, at this point it just became oh, watching this match was just me writing down the spots where I was yeah. like because <gasps> you start out with nails the with... thing like I've oh my God. seen freak shows and I know that there's like a thing where you can be on a bed of nails and it doesn't actually hurt because it's like, well, it, it doesn't that it it's not that it doesn't hurt. It's very uncomfortable, but it, like you don't actually pierce the skin because it's there's like, so many nails. There's there. weight distribution amongst yeah. them. Yes. Yeah. However, when having someone fucking two times sh- standing shooting star press onto you. Uh huh. That's mm-hmm. a little different because you're pushing one side of the body in. Yep. Like usually when you watch people do that, they're like holding a board and like. There, people are breaking like bricks and hitting them with mallets and stuff like this on this. But they have like 
it's still somehow the weight is distributed in such a way across the nails. So this was like, oh no, someone really got fucked on that. But Mox seemed to be the only person that was profusely bleeding all over the place. And then he kissed the camera and I was like, I want to fucking barf. That is, you know what? That's, that's the only thing that I unequivocally and unequivocally truly loved about this match is the bloody kiss on the camera, because that is over the top. My friends (laughs) so far over the top. Yeah. Uh, That was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, so it starts out with like broken glass, which is crazy. It's crazy that you start off with that. If you ended with that, it would still be crazy. But we're just going from the get. And then Claudio goes into the glass. Nick goes into the glass. Omega goes into the glass. Not just like, you know, like skirting around it, which is often happens, and that's fine. They just go right into the glass. Then the bed of nails. Then the shotgun drop kick into the bed of nails. Like, yes. yes like bed of nails i get how that works a shotgun drop kick is something else completely the body slam i saw how it could work because uh um uh kenny like got his his feet down first and hit pretty hard and so like you know most of the the weight coming down gets spread out to that but almost every other spot involving the nails was insane was just fucking bonkers um they go to the top of the cage, which honestly I was hoping they would skip. And I'm glad there was nobody thrown off the cage this time. Um, it just seems to me like too much, too much can go wrong. And the spot doesn't look as exciting anymore. Um, I mean, we're fucking 25 years after hell in the cell. There's yeah. not any further. You can take that. So yes, good. Do a thing at the top and then, Oh, we're close. Nope. We're not going to go over. Great. Um, there's a, um, the thumbtacks from the top of the cage. That was cute. It's just thumbtacks. No big deal. The foot stomp through the table was <laughs> no big deal. nuts. Yeah. The snapdragon uh, <laughs> suplex into the glass was nuts. Uh, I really liked uh, uh, when they all started countering into their um, uh, submission holds. Like the one winged angel. Yeah, that was uh, cool. Pa- pack turns into the brutalizer, which is nice. Then the, uh, the, the bloody kiss was the last like basic note I have. Like, yes, well, this is. As much as I had problems with this match uh, philosophically and kind of was queasy and unhappy to be watching it, also, like, the stuff that got me excited was when Mox came in and he has this energy and he does this deathmatch stuff that I don't like. And at the same time, I'm drawn in emotionally and I can't not, you know, get invested in it because of it. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. Um <laughs> Oh, the stuff that really worked uh, for me, especially like the the deathmatch stuff, was was pretty wild uh, and 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 all. But the the storytelling as the the match played out was really very interesting. So that the way things went for uh, Blackpool Combat Club by the end, where where they just are disintegrating, was really very interesting. Yes, that was great storytelling. Yeah, how Pac, you know, left, and then uh, because. They were handcuffing Mox and uh, Well, no, he was getting into it with Claudio. And so now we get to walk away with a feud between Claudio and Pac. How amazing is that going to be? How many times could you watch that match? Oh, sure. And, well, so, you know, but then, okay, so then the elite start handcuffing Claudio and Mox to two different rings. And so then they just 
focus on Yuta and they end up winning. But mm. <laughs> before that, as they're handcuffing Mox, Don Callis runs in, grabs, because Pac had taken his bolt cutters, left the fucking mm-hmm. ring. <laughs> and so Don Callis runs in and gets Takeshita out of there. And I'm like, that's going to be a fucking feud now because yep. they're going to be mad at Takeshita, even though technically it's not Takeshita's fault, but Takeshita could always push Don Callis away and be like, no, I've got to do this. Yeah. Know, we'll see. Um, okay, well, Takeshita. now, if we're talking Jericho and Takeshita versus the Golden Lovers, that's going to be something else. Yeah, it, you, know, you, have, that. you have to wonder what uh, uh, what uh, Kota Ibushi's like, uh, presence is going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that he's like around for some stuff and not just like... Oh, my God. He's so good. He's yeah. so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, he added so much to this, you know. Uh, I was happy that he didn't have to like get involved in too much of the really fucked up shit. Although mm-hmm. I was worried that he had put his hand through one of the nails, but um, I think it was actually Mox's blood on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mox's blood probably was a lot of the blood we saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude just bleeds easily. Yeah. But um, all in all, I still give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no question. Like I said, uh, it it drew it's still me good in. wrestling, yeah. Yeah, I was engaged, and we leave with more stories to tell. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like the uh, numbers are going to get skewed because, you know, what is this, like six segments worth of wrestling um, that all could have been, like, up or down because it's a like, full hour. Yeah. Um, but it only gets the one. Um, so like um, doing the math real quick, clicky, clicky, ticky, 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 ticky. It's a, it's an 80% show. Yeah. Like just barely into the good. I feel like because it was a solid hour of really entertaining wrestling, uh, the number should be higher than that. Yeah. That's what I like. I like uh, it would, it would be more work to do something like weighted uh, thumbs uh, but I think it would more accurately reflect a show like this for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think you can get thumb weights at, uh, Amazon to like really work those. Well, if you want the cheap stuff. Yeah. Fair. You, you really need to go to a proper, like local, uh, uh, fitness supply store. Go to the thumb gym. Oh yeah. Sweet. So. We talked wrestling. We did it. We did it. Did we and not for an hour? We did what? not. Huh? No. Oh. But we tried. We did good. We, made we did pretty good. Honest to goodness effort. Yeah. I don't know about effort, but. I, and I, I, don't, <laughs> I, really I don't know don't about. I don't know about honest or goodness, honestly. <laughs> well, we, we did a thing. And yeah. yeah. We did now, what we normally do and. No, we're not done. even the shorter segments could help us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ding dong, ding a ling, ding ding, dang ding, dang ding doom.